And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, do this and don't do that. That was a popular diet that used to use that theme. It was eat this, don't eat that. It's simple, sage advice on what is better for you to eat. The Bible also gives advice on what you should say yes and you should say no to. The difference in these decisions is that one brings continual frustration and the other brings peace that passes understanding. Hmm, which we choose. Next, political jab time. Yep, it's true. I hardly do political analysis. Unless there's a really direct conflict with scriptures, like, for example, the media t- telling everybody to live in fear. That's just directly incorrect. That's demonic, in fact. But today I'm going to read a proverb and see which characters they line up with. Try to relax. It's more for fun than for stun. So take it easy. And, and finally, it's time once again where we return to the wisdom of an old friend. We examine a devotion from our Brother Pastor Ray, uh, like we typically do, we're calling it Pastor Ray on Fridays. As he dives into the, the lessons from the wilderness, fear and faith are at continual war within us, but there is a yes we can through the victorious one, that's Jesus, and so we can say, praise the Lord. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Uh Uh-oh, that's never good. Spiritual observations. Boy, I hope those are good. And my life's insanities. Noive, so much more. Hey, hey, hey. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at he must increase.org. That's not hard. David at he must increase.org. You can text us, 214 210 8483, during the show. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And Captain Chris will answer the phone, and your world will be changed. There you go. Like that's a good one, right? That's not that's not too shabby, right? Your world's gonna be changed. It's, it's flattering. Yeah, you only get like one of those every thirty. So enjoy it. That's all I'm gonna say. Here's the bottom line: maybe you have a thought, an opinion, a comment, whatever the case may be. You might have a prayer request, a praise report. You might want to answer Bible trivia. Bible trivia. Do you guys do Bible trivia? All right, here you go. Here's your first Bible trivia. Who said, or actually it's your second one, who said, what I have written, I have written? Who said, what I have written, 
I have written. If anybody calls up and says Shakespeare, you're in trouble. Okay? I'm just saying. So in the meantime, if you want to reach out to us, somebody's already calling in. We're fast. Uh, you can text uh, 214-210-8483. Normally you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also send an email to david at he must org. So this is the simplicity of it all. Well, the question is, who said, and I could do it with an accent. Let's see if I can do it with an accent. What I have written, I have written. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That probably didn't help. Uh, are we ready for somebody to answer or not? Really? Yes? No? 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 Okay, what are we doing? Not the answer, just the talk. Okay, it's just, it's, just a, it's just a thought, a question? Okay, they want to come in? Okay, yeah, let them in. Hit the hit ringer, we'll send them through. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is David, who am I talking to? I got to tell right in the middle of your trivia question. Uh, uh, I had to, I wanted to mention, uh, you know, Paul Paul said that uh, he that we have an account in heaven. Now I've just given to Easton whatever's in that would work for him. I've given it. Okay, you're you're break. Unfortunately, you're you're breaking up. That like it's kind of hard to hear you. Is, you. Are you in a kind of a hey, bad there. cell zone? Yeah, no, I can't hear you. Do you want to try and call back? Yeah, let me call back and let somebody answer the trivia. Okay, okay. All right, you got it. Okay. You see, we work with people. Why? Because I've been on the phone. Have you not been on the on the phone? You've been talking to somebody on the phone, then your your cell goes. I have. There's one area between me and my house. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how good your phone is or whatever. It just goes. I tell people, I'll call you in like 30 seconds, right? That's what you got to do. Okay, uh, straightforward question. We got a couple of people answering that. Uh, we want you to still be able to have a chance to that. And then somebody has a question. We will do our best to answer. Who said, what I have written, I have written. I will give you this clue uh, only. Uh, it's uh, somebody in great authority, but not on the spiritual side of things. That may help some people come up with it. In the meantime, I do want to redirect you, uh, which I'm going to do real quickly, to the website because the website uh, is the place that you can give. I want to uh, tell everybody how much I appreciate them giving in the last couple of days. Did a great job. We were able to pay the rent, praise the Lord, the radio rent, that is. Uh, If I can't pay my home rent, then i got to talk to Don about living in the studio. That's a whole separate thing. I don't think they want dogs. So the bottom line in that is check out the website if it's on your heart. Do something with it. But in the minimum of it all, pray for us because that's what we need. We need people praying for us. But please check out hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and do the teaching. If somebody calls in for their trivia, we'll, we'll respond to it. If not, we'll do the trivia at the end. Okay? That's how we'll do it. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 says the following. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Now, that just seems so simple. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of of the flesh. So what does that mean to walk by the spirit? What it means is to walk under the influence and direction of the spirit of God. 
Now, when we do that, when we are sensitive enough to the Lord, where if he's directing, he's guiding, he's teaching, he's leading, when we do that, we won't do all the things that we know we shouldn't be doing. Because <laughs> when you walk in the Spirit, you're not walking in the flesh. Here's the, the, the thing that's, that's absolutely crazy. There's a part of you that wants to walk in a way that is just, I want to please the Lord. I want to do what's right. I want to have the a right walk and have it reflect that way. There's another part of you that's like, I want to jump in a car and drive 900 miles down the freeway and then run into people and then and then uh, take an airplane and go somewhere else. And then I want to go here and I want to go here and I want to jump into movie theaters and never pay and eat all their popcorn. And, okay, that's the other part of you, right? So you got two parts, right? One's the flesh, one's the spirit. Guess which one is opposed to God, okay? That would be your flesh, the part of you that's like going, ah, I got to do crazy things, right? Or I got to do bad things, or even worse, I got to do sinful things that will hurt not just myself but other people. That's the warfare that Paul talks about and that James talks about and that Peter talks about that takes place on the inside, the conflict that's inside of us, okay? The position is God sees you as a full painting. The practical is that he's painting you. Do you understand that difference? He sees you as the full painting and the framing is Jesus Christ and you're great. Looks great. In the meantime, he's painting you on the other side and you're pulling it kind of all together, if that makes sense. We can choose where we want to put the surrender of our influence to the flesh or to the spirit, God enables us to make that choice. So when we do walk in the flesh, you can't blame God. You can't go, it's your fault. No, you get to choose. Get it? All right. Do we have somebody who wants to answer trivia? We do? Okay, let's do the ringer. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Alicia. How you doing, Alicia? How are things today? They're real good. How about you? They're doing very, very well. Thank you very much for asking. I appreciate that. All right. So this is not, it's not the most difficult question, but there are some people that are going to be like going, huh, I don't know. So here's where we're counting on you to, to help us out. Who said what I have written, I have written? Well, I did have to kind of search in the Bible, but it's Pilate. That is correct, Amundo! You are right! And the best news about that is you did exactly the one thing I want. If you don't know it, I want people to search. The one, I want them to search in the Bible. Unfortunately, most people will do just a Google search and won't look it up. And it's like, I'd rather you look in your Bible because then you'll find it and you'll know where it is. And guess what? You won't forget it ever again. It'll be a part That's of you. Right. For the so that, that, that makes that connection. Excellent job. Excellent. And I excellent. did want you to know I'm praying for Easton. Thank you. And I really enjoy your show. I appreciate that. It's very sweet of you to say, and I really appreciate that. And I certainly hope you have an absolutely blessed weekend. You too. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Fantastic, right? That's the way we do things around here. I don't know who that was. All right, we're going to take our break, and then we're going to come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's been my privilege in my past. I've been a Christian for a short time, only about 40 years. But when I was in my first year, I had a chance to meet James Robeson, who had a chance to pray for my brother and myself. Uh, very helpful at a very needful time as we were fighting our way out of a Christian cult. And uh, he prayed for clarity. And uh, it was just a pastor's gathering in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I have the privilege again of interviewing one of what what I consider to be one of the great men of God who are still with us on this planet. And I just want to give a wholehearty welcome and open door and open heart to James Robeson. Uh, thank you, sir, for being a part of our show and a part of our audience. Well, David, it's a pleasure to join with you, and I'm grateful that praying together was uh, meaningful to you and a very important point in your life. So just joy to be with you and your listeners. Now, David, can I just download what I believe is the heart of our Heavenly Father to your listeners for a few minutes? Yes, please, by all means. When I spoke to the leaders before the election, and I talked about the need, this is in Washington, there were nearly 2,000 pastors and church leaders there. And I said, I'm telling you, there are people right now who are being captivated by the Jesus they see in some of our lives. And I said, listen to me. We have a fatherless nation, desperately in need of a father. If we, as believers, as Christians, who have the perfect father, if we would show people clearly what the family of the perfect father looks like, I believe the fatherless would run to the father and the father's house. And I believe that. I said that to the President of the United States. I said, sir, your children say you're a good father. Eric Trump happened to be sitting by me when I first said that. Eric said, he's a great father. I said, well, he may be, but that doesn't mean he's flawless. I do believe that we need a father, and I believe we can pray and God can raise up people that have a father's heart. And so I began to emphasize the church revealing what the father's like. Now listen to me. We as believers comprise the body of Christ, the body of born-again, baptized into Christ believers who are born from above. We have a perfect heavenly Father who reveals his will. He's not willing that any should perish. He said, you call on me and I'll heal your land. Now listen to me. Christian believers, we're not looking for a champion. We've got one. He's the only one that rides the white horse. We're not looking for a king. We have a king. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, that's Jesus. He holds kings in his hand. Our king, our shepherd, our father said, come to me as my family, and you ask me to heal your land in desperate need of healing. You come in humility. You come knowing I'm the only one that can heal, and I can use imperfect vessels to accomplish my perfect will. I always have. I always will. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. And I think we have Ace on the line, I'm pretty sure. So let's go ring it through and then we'll make sure. This is David. Who am I talking to? Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. What's happening, my good friend? I left that picture up there, by the way. I'm, I'm leaving it up there for a little while, just to let you know. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Listen, I have two things that I think are very important that I wanted to bring up. Uh, one of them is, uh, this is a, a, something that a, a doctor from New York said on Daystar of the Day. He said, uh, uh, fear is a psychological space where God is not. Oh, that's so, great. That's a great line. That is really good. Yeah, it's awesome. And so uh, fear is a uh, psychological space where God is not. That's great. So, uh, 
you know, those that are in fear, um, just call upon the name of the Lord, and, and he'll deliver you, I'm sure. Now, there's a Bible, the Scripture says, Philippians 4.17, says that Paul says he's given, he's going to try to credit to our account. We all have accounts in heaven. And I just prayed and told the Lord, if I have anything in my account <laughs> that would help Easton, I, I'd give it to Easton. But um, I just ask the rest of you that have accounts in heaven that you might share your account with Easton and just hope that it helps. That's all we can do. And uh, so I just ask you to do that if it's possible. Yeah, in Jesus' name, amen. I love that. I love that. You won't ever lose yours because yours has got this eternal rebounding element to it. So that, I mean, that is the good part about that. But the willingness in your heart to sacrifice and to, to do that for the for the well-being of my grandson and the well-being of other people is is clearly known in the kingdom of God and by the mind of God. And we love you for that. That's one of the reasons you're one of our favorite people. You just, your heart, your spirit, it's right. It's right before the Lord. Um, I just absolutely know, like Eric will probably want, listen to this on the podcast, podcast, and then I'll get an e- a text going, he made me cry again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, hard, it's hard not to cry over something that's so sad. I know. But, uh, I trust. I don't know. It's, it's tough. Yeah, it's yeah. just tough. But it is. Thank you. I just wanted to pass it on. And uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right. God bless you, my brother. You know how much we love you in the Lord. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. You can't. I mean, brother Ace. He's just got the right heart, right? You can't. I mean, you have to love that, and he's just his heart is so right there, right? I mean, it's just right there. Okay. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to push back the comedy for an ever segment because this is not the segment to do that in. That's one of the great things that we have about the show is, is we have that opportunity uh, to do that. And instead, uh, I'm going to do a trivia question. And I'm going to do kind of a different teaching. We're just going to move the comedy back to a, uh, a different segment. It's not that big a deal. But that was such a touching thing because he, you know, first of all, saying that fear is the psychological space where God is not. How, how great is that statement? I mean, it's just like you just think of that. You think fear is that psychological space where God is not. And you think in your mind, you think of that space as a dark space immediately, right? Fear is a psychological space where God is not. And and that's just a wonderful way to, to embrace it and to say it. And then uh, for his heart, uh, for Easton, he's one of the people that is just diligently – praying for that little guy. Just, uh, you guys, if you ever go to Facebook, you're welcome. Uh, Julie Schiller, that's my daughter. Uh, Jared's her husband. If you ever want her to you know, be a part of it so you can see this running thing on Easton, you get, you'll get to do that. She'll ask me who you are, and I'll say it's okay, and so on and so forth. You just got to say it. you're from the show, and then you'll know what's going on. So it's, I mean, sometimes it's heartbreaking. Other times it's, it's, it's glorious because he made progress that nobody ever th- thought he could. Other times it just breaks your heart, makes you want to cry. All right, uh, let's go into our next trivia question. So let's get ready for that opportunity. I want you to be aware of this. Uh, this do you have the horn by chance? The warning horn. There's a fog horn. Wait, wait, don't play it yet. All right, you are getting the horn ahead of time. Go ahead, go ahead and play it. <laughs> You see, I have to tell him that because it's so loud. It's really loud in my ear. That means that this question has some sneaky stuff to it. That's what it means. True or false, as Jesus was dying, three soldiers divided Jesus' clothes between them. 
true or false, as Jesus was dying, three soldiers divided Jesus' clothes between them. Okay, got that? Got that? If you think you know the answer, you can call in. Joanne and Cordelia got that right away. Uh, you can call in at 972-445-0770. You are also welcome to text in at 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at he must increase.org. While you're working on that, and that's a very sneaky question, I'm just going to say, but while you're working on that, I want to talk about this other thing real quick. Okay? All right. This is Joshua 18, 1 through 4. So as you know, what we do on our show is we do expository teaching seven Well, so far, we're doing it seven different times, and then we do topical, and then we do kind of a sermon-esque kind of thing, and then we do whatever is in Dave's limited brain capacity. This is one of those. Joshua chapter 18, verse 1 through 4, the entire Israelite community assembled at Shiloh, where it set up a tent of meeting there, and the land had been subdued by them. Seven tribes among the Israelites were left who had not divided up their inheritance. So Joshua said to the Israelites, How long will you delay going out to take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, gave you? It seems like such a simple principle. You're in this situation. You've got 12 tribes. Five tribes have claimed their territory. They've already won the war. Okay, I can't stress this enough. The war is over. Okay, (laughs) because it's done. And seven of the tribes, more than half of the children of Israel, the tribes of the children of Israel, didn't yet go take that which God had set for them. And you're sitting there thinking, first of all, you're thinking, why? (laughs) Why? And that's Joshua's rebuke, by the way, when he goes, how long will you delay? And there are some people out there in the walk, great, wonderful, fantastic, Bible-believing Christians who do not avail themselves of the power of prayer to ask God to enter a situation and be on their side for them or to work on their behalf. All you got to do is read the Psalms once and you see David go, rise up, do this for me. I need this. I need this. I need this. All you got to do is read it one time, let alone the the hundred times I read it. You just got to read it once. And he says out of 150 Psalms, he says a hundred times, help me out. Help me out. Come on. I need you. Let's go, 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 go. And the idea behind that is for us to avail ourselves of, of, territory or realms that God is willing to work with us in. I don't know if you've ever read this in Ezekiel or not, but there's one portion in Ezekiel absolutely, absolutely fascinating where it says, I'm waiting for the prayers to bless you. It's like, what? How is that even allowed? You know, it's like, I don't get it. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Here's the answer. Pray. Okay, because the answer is, I don't care. I just want that blessing. So the idea behind this is to understand how long you delay. Don't go for it. Come before the Lord. Petition. Seek him. And maybe this has got a completely different application for some of you. And you're standing there and you're thinking, should I try this ministry? 
Go for it. It's like, if it doesn't work, man, you tried. That's one of the great things that I love about my wife is she knows, oh, I'll try that. <laughs> I'll try it. it. A lot of it doesn't work, but some of it does, and it's fun. Why not? Here's the bottom line. For you to try something, can I just say this? The circumstances will never be perfect. I need perfect circumstances. <laughs> okay. For all of you who are parents, right this second, all of you are looking and laughing and slapping your knee going, yeah, right. Because it doesn't work that way. Sometimes in the Christian walk, you just move forward in faith. And you just think, it's crazy. It's impossible. But God's with me. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you try. And the idea is, how long will we hold back? Think about, it just came to my mind, but, you know, you had Jonathan and Jonathan's, uh, you know, Jonathan was Saul's son. And they're uh they're talking, and, and remember, they were having the little Philistine argument. And uh, Jonathan's like, Well, let's you and him and his armor bearer. So there's two of them against like 20 some odd or whatever. And he's like, Well, let's go up there. Maybe the Lord will give him into our head. Maybe we'll just beat him up, and the Lord will help us win. And so the guy's like, Okay, let's go. <laughs> it's just like, Perhaps the Lord will do this. Perhaps he won't. He can save with many. He can save a few. Who cares? Let's go. Let's try. And the idea behind that is to try and to be willing to risk and to get out of the boat. And not delay. And that for some of you, that's just praying, really believing that God will work with you in the prayer time for for you to actually partnership with God and have a miracle happen. And there's there's not only is there nothing wrong with that, Jesus encourages that. I mean, how many times did he teach on prayer? How many t- he said, He that asks receives. Asks is an S at the end of it. That's the perfect present tense. It means you keep on asking. How long? Until it's answered. You keep asking. You can be thankful for it, believing it's going to come. I don't care how you that. Just keep on asking until you get there. Circumstances will never be perfect for you to take a risk in the kingdom of God. You're not going to win the lotto, have a trillion dollars, and then go, now it's time for me to start that prayer ministry. That's just not how it goes. Sometimes you just move forward in faith. Okay. How long will you hold back? The answer, by the way, to the trivia, true or false, Jesus was dying, three soldiers divided Jesus' clothes between them. Wrong. The answer is four soldiers divided his clothing between them. Oh, you're so sneaky, Dave. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience is now run by He Must Increase Ministry. What this means is that we are no longer operating as a regular business, but as a nonprofit ministry that is devoted to increasing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Bible believers, the wounded and forgotten believers, and the not yet believers through biblical truths. We are funded by listeners like yourselves and ministry partners that want to provide sponsorships for the show. Your donations are 100% tax deductible. 
deductible. And the great news is, if you donate to our ministry and help us advance the kingdom of God, we won't give you a thing. That's right, you'll get no special prize or gimmick. You won't ever get an anointed Bible or penny in acrylic so that you're never penniless, or a guarantee that you'll become rich just because you gave. Your giving will support our unique idea of biblical encouragement. And what you'll receive is a receipt for your giving at the end of the year. It's all about sowing and reaping. Cast your bread upon the water and it will return to you. And if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. But you'll be laying up treasures in heaven. And that's the most excellent place to receive the best return for the longest time on your investment. What happens if you don't give? Nothing except more commercials like this one. Let's spare everyone from more commercials like this one. Go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. And give if you're led to and if you're able to. Let's keep the show going and help increase its time and reach. You must like this show a little bit because, after all, you're hearing this commercial, right? Thank you. But, Jameer, are you there with us? Uh, yeah. Okay, do you think you have an answer on how many days between the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the ascension? Uh, is it 40 days? That is correct, sir. You are a winner. Very nice. Uh, did you have to look it up, Jameer, or do you know, did you know? Uh, the funny thing is, um, I was reading this book, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, and then it was just talking about how God, like, transforms a, a lot of people's lives um, in 40 days, you know, and that happened to be one of the things that he was speaking about. So that was funny. I had just read that today, too. Wow, great timing. It, it taught me something. It taught me something, too. So I just, it's funny how you just spoke about it on the radio show. So I just had to call in, man. I always listen. So. so the trivia question actually had a meaning for you. It did. And now that just pushes me to, like, be more into also my Bible because if I was, like, I should have known that, you know what I'm saying? So... But, you know, that taught me something. I thank you for at least having that question because there's a lot of people who didn't know that, you know, so you're still teaching a lot of people. So thank you. The David Spoon Experience on 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Okie dokie artichoke. Remember, okie dokie artichoke, theological term. Alrighty now, not a theological term. Okay. All right. I can't wait till some professor listens to that and goes, what does that mean? <laughs> All right, here's your trivia question. During the Last Supper, during the Last Supper, besides the bill, oh, never mind, that's a joke. During the Last Supper, what did Jesus give to Judas Iscariot? During the Last Supper, what did Jesus give to Judas Iscariot? Okay, okay, okay. If you think you know the answer, uh, you can call in 972-445-0770. And uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Uh, you know what? Let's do the website because we just did that. Website, so. hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, hemustincrease ministry. YouTube, hemustincrease ministry. 
Okay, so that's the trivia question. What is it during the Last Supper? What did Jesus give to Judas Iscariot, if you think you know? Now, I would encourage you, if you don't know and you kind of think you know, look it up. I mean, that that is actually the real purpose of the Bible trivia, just in case you're trying to figure it out. Which is why when you heard, like, Jameer on that one that we just did, that Phil play, the reason I do that is so that people will know you look it up. You're kind of like, you, you get involved. That's... Don't just Google it. Look it up. See it in your Bible. You'll never forget it. It's the weirdest thing, but it works pretty good. In the meantime, we're going to do a little bit of humor. Some of you will like this, and some of you will not. We say the same thing all the time. If you're a person that's getting really offended by Christian humor or by just bad humor, you probably want to turn the radio off for about uh, 90 seconds or so. (laughs) That's what I'm just going to tell you. I'm trying to be honest with you. All right, here we go. Um, these are a couple of uh, very funny things that have to do with the time where Jesus was born, uh, with uh, Mary and Joseph, that kind of thing. And so, uh, just bear with us as we go through a few of these, and then we'll get to, back to the trivia, and then we'll do the teaching, which may be just as bad as these jokes. Just telling you now, in case you're wondering. Uh, children's church teacher asked her class why Joseph and Mary took Jesus with them to Jerusalem. A small child replied they couldn't get a babysitter. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I would agree with that one. <laughs> I would agree with you on that. Uh, okay, you can't tell me this isn't somewhat funny. It's a little funny. Children's Church was producing a Christmas play. The teacher told her students that if they forgot their lines, they should just ad lib instead of just standing there. At the big performance, all went well until the three wise men made their entrance. Baby Jesus, here is your gold, said the first one. Baby Jesus, here is your frankincense, offered the second. The third wise man forgot the name of his gift and froze. Say anything whispered the teacher from the wings. The boy peered into the manger and exclaimed, Oh, don't you look just like your dad? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Don't you look just like your dad? (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay, that's a little funny. (laughs) People are like going, that wasn't funny. It was a little funny. Uh, last one. This is, uh, not that funny, but I, I relate to it just because I'm Jewish. Three wise men were on their way to Bethlehem. Suddenly one of them, uh, ground the camel to a halt. Now listen, guys, he said to the other two, remember, no mentioning how much we paid for the gifts. See, because two of the gifts were expensive and one wasn't. Okay, we'll just forget that. (laughs) And we're moving on. Now this is what we do when the jokes are really bad. Ready? Okay, there we go. All right, so uh, back to the trivia question. Then I'm going to do this thing, and you guys, yeah, probably get offended, but not deeply. Uh, here's the trivia question. During the Last Supper, what did Jesus give to Judas Iscariot? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210-8483. By the way, I never intentionally offend people. I just do it naturally. That's kind of awesome. Okay, so... As you guys know, our show is not very political. We are, I don't want to say we're anti-political. I, I, you know, you'll see me get more upset when people say super dumb things. <laughs> like, well, not only when they half quote scripture or like when a president quotes a, a, 
a proverb that's not in the Bible and then claims it is in the Bible, that's where you hear me go, okay. Glass houses and stones. Not not in there, dude. <laughs> Sorry, can't help you. So, you know, you have that happen. And there's times where I get, you know, I pick, I don't, I pretty much don't do favorites the way that most people want me to. And that's primarily because when uh, Joshua was in his uh, warfare status, being the leader of the children of Israel, and he met the angel of the Lord, who was the the Lord's commander, uh, Joshua said, are you for us or for the enemy? And he said, "Uh, (laughs) neither. I'm for the Lord. And it's like, that's, (laughs) see how that differential is? It's not that doing that is wrong. And I I have, you know, we have many people that are very close to us, very close to us. They're very committed to the process of politics. I'm just not one of those people. I'm just a little more committed to the kingdom. Having said that, I cannot resist these four proverbs and who they remind us of. (laughs) Okay. So I'll read a proverb. I'll wait. Do we have that Jeopardy song somewhere around there? I'm going to read the proverb. Can we play that after I read the proverb for about three or four or five seconds? And then I'll respond. Here's Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction. There you go. Pride goes before destruction. So I'll give you this opportunity to think of all the different woke groups, PC groups, all the different uh, entities, all the different groups. Who is just loaded with pride? And you always hear the word pride. (laughs) See, I don't even have to say anything, right? And it says pride goes before destruction. So, okay. Uh, Here's another proverb, Proverbs 16, 27. A worthless man digs up evil. A worthless man. <laughs> Isn't Captain Chris great? Just <laughs> right in the middle. A worthless man digs up evil. Now let's think who in society tries to find information about people that's either true or untrue or partly true. And then try and splash it all over the place so that they can make money for their organization. Who would do that? And don't forget what media stands for, making everyone dumber in America. Uh, here's another one. <clears throat> uh, Proverbs 17, 26. It is also not good to fine or to levy a fine against the righteous. All right, so you got to think of who's being fined for doing things like trying to make sure that babies are alive. Who would be being fined, especially when it says it's not good to find the righteous? Here's my, it's my favorite, primarily because if you guys miss this, I'm going home. I'm not doing the last segment. Proverbs 18:24. A man of too many friends comes to ruin. All right, now let's think what kind of person tries to make friends with everybody all the time, never take responsibility, always point the other direction, and just to absolutely make sure that everybody thinks they're swell. Could it be, hmm, 
a politician? Okay, anyway, so here's the point that I'm bringing up and bringing this to you. If you just read Proverbs, you get to find out something that's amazing. People's characters and what they claim with them or what they do with them have assignments in the Scripture. In other words, you can tell by the, the Bible says, by their fruits you shall know them. Okay. So if you've got a person that's spending most of their time and they're trying to make friends with everybody and trying to everybody together, I'm not talking about in the good way, and neither is the scripture. It ain't talking about a good way. Then you got to think whoever's doing that, that's, that's not the greatest disposition to have. We need to be aware that whatever you do take a position in from a political point of view, you have as a Bible believing, born again Christian, one primary source by which you can absolutely have definition of what to do. You've heard me say it before. I'll say it again. There's no jeopardy here, nothing weird about this. You should know the Word of God enough to know that when people speak, you can say, that lines up, that doesn't line up, that's not even close, that's miles apart, that's pretty close, the person's trying, the person's not trying. I will never forget when they were doing the election, uh, it was uh, in, uh, well, let's just say it was a couple years ago. Just leave it there. That a person was so adamant that they said, it's family, faith, and friends. And I was thinking, wrong. It's faith, 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 then family, then friends, not even close. Guess what? I didn't vote for that person. <laughs> Why? Because they are already wrong. You should be able to use the scripture to discern that direction. You should be smart enough to know through the world. I'm not saying that you're not smart. I'm saying you should be smart enough or wise enough to know that that position's not okay with me. That's that's not an okay thing. This is what the scripture has to say. You see, we want to be spirit-led but Bible-grounded. Spirit-led but Bible grounded. Okay? All right. Okay? All right. Trivia question. What is our trivia question? Our trivia question is, during the Last Supper, what did Jesus give to Judas Iscariot? And I think most of you know it was a piece of bread dipped in the wine or sopped in the wine, so to speak. Take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? That a joyful heart makes like medicine. If you've got a better joke than these, you can call and tell me. But it's got to be a better joke. How do groups of angels greet each other? Ready for this one? <laughs> halo, halo, halo. Come on, like halo. Come on. You don't like that one? Oh, come on. Which servant of God was the most flagrant lawbreaker in the Bible? Moses. He broke all Ten Commandments at once. See, because he threw down the tat. Where was Solomon's temple located? Do you know that one? On the side of his head. What? 
That's a legend. How does Moses make his coffee? He brews it. Okay. How do we know that there were automobiles in Jesus' time? Do you know this one? It's an old one. It's very simple. Because the Bible says that all the disciples went out and were in one accord. Did you hear about the dial of prayer service they have for atheists now? Did you hear about that? You dial the number, it rings and rings and rings, and nobody answers. Spoon! (laughs) Okay. Somebody's going to dislike this one, but this is silly, so just relax. Take a deep breath. Are you going to tell me life's so serious? I mean, are you not just sick of everything that's going around? Take a deep breath and think about this. Who who are Gumby's favorite Bible characters? (laughs) That's right. That's right. I said Gumby. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abend ago. Abend ago. Thank you very much. Ah, who was the smartest man in the Bible? Smartest man in the Bible. Abraham, because he knew a lot. Come on. That's good. All right, here, we'll get to the best ones, then we'll quit. On the ark, Noah got milk from the cows. What did he get from the ducks? Quackers. All right, that's not that good. What animal could Noah not trust? You should know this. I've told you this before. What is it? What animal could Noah not trust? The a che- lion. No, the cheetah. The cheetah. Which which Bible character had no parents? Joshua, son of Nun. There you go. See, because it's N U N. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. It is a fact that on Fridays we get a little nuttier. I mean, that is just part of the process. You might as well just, you know, you can pray for me. Lord, make that guy more normal. You just keep praying that. That would be a miracle. I want to give big props to Captain Chris doing an excellent job. This is his first day running the board, doing a fantastic job. Very good, sir. Very, very good. Uh, it's just uh, flawless, and that's the first time he's heard some of those jokes, and unfortunately for him, he's going to hear those a whole bunch of more times. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Uh, I got somebody calling in, so I don't know if I'm going to get to the trivia question. It depends on where we go and what we're doing. Uh, again, those things in Proverbs are us for us to understand. They're, the purpose of them are wisdom, okay? Wisdom. If you're not a Bible person, you're probably thinking you've lost your mind. Or if you are a Bible person, you might be thinking, yeah, you've lost your mind. Either way. Okay. Either way, it'll it'll work out just fine. So let's see if this person is going to ask a question, do anything, have a thought. And if not, we're going to go uh, to our final trivia question and our final teaching. So I'm going to see. You know, they'll, they'll get back with us. We call that a pizza call. Is that because they're supposed to get us a pizza? Okay. Is anything I need to know or we'll talk about later or what? Uh, well, they were asking to pray for the families uh, of people from Afghanistan. They're, they're asking to pray for what's that? Uh, the families of the people in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. That's a really, good, really, really good idea. Father, we come before you right now, and before we do anything else, you know, Lord, that our hearts are, are uh, just filled with such conflict and so many things that are going on around us, and we are just broken over that whole process in Afghanistan, and we are praying for safety safety. There's nobody that can provide safety like you can. And even when man doesn't do things right or doesn't go right, or if they they do things that they haven't thought through, whatever that is, I don't even care. What I care about is that you would protect those people, all of those people. 
and that people that are trying to take other people's lives, that they would fall into confusion and that their systems to hurt people would be frustrated and come to ruin and that you would protect the people and watch over all those people who are there and vulnerable. We ask you to send angels to protect them. Do whatever it takes, Lord, to keep them safe and help us as a nation before we do anything else and before we do all the other stuff we're doing, that we might get down on our knees and pray to you daily, seeking your favor as a nation. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, that's a good call. That's good, 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 good take on that. All right, here's your next Bible trivia question. According to Paul's letter to the Corinthians, what do those who are perishing think of the message of the cross? That's a very interesting question. According to Paul's letter to the Corinthians, what do those who are perishing Think of the cross. If you think you know the answer, you are welcome to call in, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. We're going to do Friday with Pastor Ray. We're going to do one of his devotions. So Pastor Ray is a good friend of mine. He's the senior pastor at Maranatha Chapel in San Diego, California, kind of a large church. He wrote, uh, he's, he's written like, I don't know, six, seven, eight, 10, 12, 15, 100 books, just a bunch of books, but he's got a devotional. And his devotional called This Day, that's, that's his best stuff. So we take some of his devotionals and we talk about them, and we're going to do this one right here. This one is called You Can Do This. Remember, we just talked about Joshua and saying, why are you delaying? Why are you delaying? Here's what it says in Deuteronomy 121. Look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up and possess it. Two million people stood at the edge of a river. The promised land waited. All they had to do was cross. For 40 years, they'd wandered the wilderness, cared for by God, and the leaders had grown to, tr- to deserve their trust. Moses and Aaron, their parents, many of them, had died or were nearing the end of their lives. They were terrified. Moses, who would not be crossing with them, gave them one of the all-time great motivational speeches. Ready? He said, you can do this. Your parents didn't enter. They lost their chance, wandering in the circle of unbelief. Don't let that happen to you. The journey from Horeb to Kadesh uh, was 11, it's like an 11-day hike. It took them 40 years, right? 11 days stretched into 40 years because they failed to trust God. A high cost to pay for stubborn disobedience. Even so, God took care of them and protected them. Are you on the edge of a new phase of life or adventure, or a venture that the Lord has set before you? Are you about to enter into something you've longed for or prayed for, but there's fear and uncertainty holding you back? Are you being pushed by unseen forces into a place you've never been in a fear that is unknown? That generation that stood at the edge of the river had reasons to be afraid, but Moses encouraged them, you can do this. 
Do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt and in the wilderness. The Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way. You went until you've reached this place. The detour of unbelief always leads us in circles. That is a brilliant, brilliant line. The detour of unbelief always leads us in circles. Back to the same lesson, the same doubts and fears again and again. What if you can't muster the faith? Ask, like the father who cried to Jesus, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Mark chapter 9, verse 24. And remember that he will carry you all the way. You can do this. What a great devotional, right in connection with the Joshua one. Uh, I know many of you think, oh, you coordinated that perfectly. Not exactly. That's not exactly how the show gets put together. They get put together at different times and kind of slap together and hope it's right. (laughs) It's more like that than anything else. Here's what I want you to be aware of. The Lord and you together, that's that's a majority And a partnership with God is all day gold. It's all day gold. There's just nothing, nothing but gracefulness and blessings in that. Doesn't mean he won't challenge it. Doesn't mean he won't make you grow up. Remember, they call them growing pains, not growing pleasures. They're growing pains, and they hurt. But for us to grow up to be more like Jesus, it's going to cost. You're going to have to grow up. But in that process— The Lord is with us. He draws closer to us. If he sets something before you, don't let the enemy cloud your mind. Don't let your flesh freak out. And don't let the world's opinion matter ever on anything. Do that which the Lord has set before you. He'll do it with you. The greatest thing of all is an awesome partnership with God. I mean, that's just, you just can't, you can't beat that. And so I encourage you, I, 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 I plead with you as my brothers and sisters to join me in pursuit. I haven't arrived there. I don't, I mean, even Paul said, I haven't gotten there yet. You know, Paul said that, right? You know that in Philippians. Not that I've reached, not that I've gotten all the way. This one thing I do, though, forgetting what's behind, pressing forward to what's before me. And it's like, yeah, I I haven't got there. I'm going to keep going. Hey, I haven't got there. I'm going to keep going. Hey, you know what you should do? You haven't got there. You should keep going. That makes sense. I mean, that's not even all that complex, right? It just makes sense for us to think, hey, we can do this in the Lord. I mean, after all, Jesus took 12 guys, three of which at least were Larry, Moe, and Curly, no matter what you tell me, and they changed the world. Now, just think of that. Oh, three, just, just these guys said they changed the world. Isn't that powerful? All right. Uh, did uh, anything on that uh, phone? Nothing there? Okay, so here's the last thing that we want to make sure you understand. As you go into the week, uh, I think there's going to be uh, hard news and maybe even harder news that comes through in the next uh, couple of days. Don't focus on your circumstance. What happens when you focus on the circumstance? What happens when Peter was walking on the water and he started to listen to the wind and look at the waves? What happened to him? 
he sank. So he was walking on water, and then he takes his eyes off of Jesus, and he's looking at the circumstance, and down he goes. Okay? The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. You should be, and I should be, and we should be walking by what we can believe, not by what you see. And to give you an affirmation to that, I'll quote everybody's favorite proverb. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Uh Uh-oh. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I mean, it's like, yeah. How awesome is that? Okay. All right. Let me answer their trivia question. Is there anything else we got to do? I think we were, you did a fantastic job, Captain Chris. I'm very, very proud of you. Really, really. I'm serious. Thank you. There's eight great, great, great work. Uh, the answer, according to Paul's letter to the Corinthians, what do those who are perishing think of the message of the cross? They think it's foolishness. And they think that we're nuts. And if we're wrong, we're wrong. But if we're right, boy, are they in trouble. That's all I'm going to say. Don't get mad at me. I didn't. That's all I'm saying. Have an awesome weekend. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 72 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.